Welcome to the Chick Foley Show. Fam, we are back with one of our most anticipated episodes of the year. It's the Royal Rumble preview episode. We got an awesome show in line for us Saturday night, and we're going to be discussing all the matches here this evening. But first, let me introduce the star of the show, Sheena. How you doing? I'm doing good. I'm stoked. It is Rumble season, baby, and um, this is always such a fun event. And I, one thing I love about the Royal Rumble is that if even if you have friends who aren't wrestling fans or they're lapsed fans or whatever, like you all can hang out watch the Royal rumble and it's still fun for everyone. You know what I mean? Like it's just, it's just a fun event um, and a great time for people who haven't watched wrestling in a while to actually sit down and enjoy some wrestling. Yeah. It's, it's perfect for the lapsed fan or like you said, somebody who's never seen wrestling because it's in in a lot of ways, man, it's kind of like pro wrestling in its purest form. You're getting just the big reactions for the entrance. Mm -hmm. A lot of these guys are out there for, you know, less than 10 minutes. So they have to get, get their shit in, get their character over in that little short burst. Yeah. And it just, the, the match keeps moving. You know what I mean? Like you're not asking somebody who doesn't watch wrestling to watch like a a 35, 40 minute, you know, classic or something. It's just like, you know, the, the match keeps going, timer keeps going, people keep counting down and, uh, you know, shit keeps popping off. Yeah. And it changes dynamics throughout. Like you'll have times where it looks a lot like a traditional battle Royale where mm-hmm. you have, you know, six, seven, eight people in there and then they'll get it whittled down to, you know, one or two heavy hitters, let them go at it. And it's just the ebbs and flows and the constant moving. It's just, it's fun. Yeah. It's, it's, you know, if you're not feeling like a kid a couple of days before Christmas right now, you know, you need to kind of get your wrestling fanhood, uh, pulse checked man because because it's been great uh sheena tell us what is new on the farm so uh, as we're recording this it's like you know getting toward the end of january and so i'm starting what's called winter sewing so if, if any of you guys follow me on my insta my personal instagram account or the homestead instagram account um you saw last year i like sewed a bunch of my garden Remind them where it's at plug it yeah a penny dot acre on um on instagram so head over there great content yeah thanks man um but I start a lot of my garden seeds in milk jugs. They like basically turn them into little mini greenhouses. So um, I do that because a lot of the seeds need what's called cold stratification. Um, so they, they just kind of germinate when they need to. So anyway, I won't bore you with the gardening details, but uh, it's super cool. I love doing it. Um, I have a bunch of friends who are going to try it for the first time this year. So if you're a gardener or want to be a gardener, then definitely uh, hit me up and I can tell you how to do some jug sewing. Go ahead and chug some milk, Kurt Angle style. And, uh, you know, get your milk jugs ready. Dude, talk about burying the lead, man. What what would you do if I wasn't here to to gas you up, man, and, and give you props for all the stuff you're doing? You're not even going to – you're going to talk about freaking winter sowing and planting stuff in milk jugs and not even mention, uh, you know, having the entire farm, all the chickens, goats, the <laughs> house, kids, everything else surviving Tennessee snowpocalypse 2024. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think those are just things that I just do subconsciously and, you know, I don't really think about it. I mean, it's not something that's going to be entertaining to people, you know. I, I basically got the whole farm, uh, the whole backyard farm ready for this snowpocalypse. And one thing I've learned about Tennessee in my two winters here is that, um, man, the, the state, the great state of Tennessee – just comes to a screeching halt like it is gridlock whenever we had no mail all last week whenever schools still are back dude. schools still are not Tomorrow, back. schools are finally back opened up here and dude. it wasn't 
that bad. It was bad, but it wasn't Some that of the bad. back roads, like, you know, we live in a rural part of West Tennessee. Um, and so, like, some of the back roads were very, they were very slick. They were and, nice. I mean, I totally understand. I would rather kids be safe. Um, you know, I, I wouldn't put my kid on a bus that was going to be sliding all across the road. Like, I would never want anybody to get hurt trying to get to freaking school, right? But um, still, man, like, no mail for a week and no school uh, they on monday they closed the school for they were like oh no we're just closing all week they didn't even know what was going to happen yet but like on sunday night they're like we're closing preemptively yeah preemptively closing if you're the school. a kid that's just got to be like straight up euphoria no you know well now well, i guess it kind of is but you know now kids have what's called nti days so like they do they still have like all their work online did they home. have that out here though i don't know if, i don't know if that's a thing for fayette county all i saw was schools was closed because i would see like on the news like you know I really don't don't watch the evening news, but sometimes it'll pop on after, after like mm-hmm. wrestling goes off. And I would see like on, you know, the classic banner that we used to have to watch when we were kids to see if <laughs> going across, see if your school was closed or not. Some would say closed. Some would say closed with like virtual learning or something uh, like that. Okay. I didn't see anything like that for Fayette County. Knowing our school districts out here, it wouldn't surprise me if uh, I don't that's think they did because I don't remember. I didn't hear Jamie and Tyler talking about it was their, just closed. Yeah. Man. Like classic snow days, which is good, man. That's that's I'm here for up. that. Yeah. yeah, I'm here for them having snow days. I mean, it sucks when you have to make it up in the summer, but I mean. I do nothing's better than just waking up and being like, hell yeah, we're going to be closed all week. I mean, sucks for the parents. <laughs> I mean, they were trying to find, you know, things to do with their kids or, you know, care for their kids while they got to go to work and stuff. But yeah, it's snow days were the best. Yeah. Got all the animals through. Uh, it was brutal. You know, you're talking about the, the water just freezes if you don't check on them every hour. Like it's, it's a lot of work, man. And I just want to give Sheena credit. Thanks, that, man. Uh, you know, she made it happen. And she's in the house, you know, no burst pipes or nothing, man. Our neighbors had a burst pipe. Yeah. So. Knock on wood. Yeah. The house is down south. They really just, they're not, I mean, meant we, for this. we got a really well built house, but still, like for the most part, they, they just don't have the same kind of insulation that houses up north do to uh protect from this kind yeah, of stuff so we but, hope all of our all of our friends because i mean it seemed like everywhere around us got snowpocalypse so we hope everybody survived these winter storms with no uh no collateral damage and got it through safely and comfortably yeah uh so hopefully that's the worst we get this year man if that is that's cool i'm kind of good with one little burst of yeah, snow a year i'm done i'm done with the snow i'm ready for you know moving on definitely uh sheena want to remind the listeners where they can find you guys on social media. You can find me on Instagram at Chick Foley. Uh, Marco runs the Twitter machine over at Chick Foley Show. You can find the links to all of our partners and all of our Pod Foundation brethren over at chickfoley.com and join our uh, Facebook group over there as well. We get, we're starting the Foley Picks League this week, which I'm super stoked about. So if you haven't um, joined, get in your last minute, um, you know, last minute in- entry is that what you call it sure registration <laughs> just yeah, sign up it's, uh yeah so for those that don't know it's a competition we do it usually lasts around five to six months it's 12 12 events um we basically just keep standings on making predictions on all the big shows wwe nxt fun. ring of honor AEW, um and we you know we throw in a b- bunch of bonus picks too right like mm-hmm. this this weekend we'll have you know like who's entering the rumble first who's entering last stuff like that and it's just a really great way to make every single show um interesting so yeah if you're not a premium foley fan member already you can head over to chickfoley.com sign up it's two bucks a month and you're going to be joining one of the best online wrestling communities that yeah. there is if not no the best. drama yeah just no good, drama genuine good vibes people. awesome help hunting figures and just a really great place to discuss wrestling 100 uh, and then if you are a foley fan member dude cash up the five bucks dude it's five bucks for six months worth of fun man that's and you have the chance to win the whole pot yeah man. and it's winner take all and you're going to get a sweet uh custom figure belt from our buddy uh turnquist yeah dan turnquist easy for you to say (laughs) um 
but yeah, so definitely check that out. Want to remind you guys to use code Chick Foley to save ten percent on all your figure purchases at Ringside Collectibles. And I think that does it for uh, housekeeping. You ready to get into some news? Oh yeah. So we were planning on going all rumble on this segment, but we had some breaking news this morning. I was like, you know, rubbing my eyes to see if it was just some meme or something I was yeah, seeing as I'm driving same. into work. But uh, breaking news today, you know, it had been up in the air. What, what was going to happen with Monday Night Raw with its next TV deal? They are heading to Netflix for potentially $5 billion over 10 years. Um, really kind of just to, like add on another 10 years, yeah, right? Yeah, it's yeah, because could end up being like a 20 year deal. Um, just a ridiculous amount of money. Just shows you how much WWE is really just cooking right now. Uh, Sheena, just kind of what were some of your initial thoughts when you saw this news? Like you, I was just kind of like, wait, what? Netflix, you know? Um, I think it's going to be cool. I, I mean, I'm, I have I have high hopes for it. I, it's definitely going to be different um, having it stream on Netflix. It's just, it's weird for me to think I'm going to be like see the big in on my screen and then <laughs> and then like go to watch wrestling you know so it's gonna be it's definitely gonna feel the vibes are gonna be different but uh i mean it definitely opens up a lot of possibilities for wrestling in general i think going going forward my big thing I, that i haven't seen answered anywhere is is the show still gonna be three hours man that's what i'm really really hoping for that maybe this frees them up to even if it's not you know if it's not necessarily like three hours long um, or if it's, if it's still got to be three hours long, maybe condense it down to like what the actual action is now. Right. Cause now, even though it's a three hour show, it's really about like two hours and 12 minutes is what you're actually getting on screen. So maybe you can just shorten it down each week. You know, I know that's, they've always talked about that being a real burden, even though it makes them a lot of money having that extra hour, it's just a real burden creativity, mm -hmm. uh, creatively coming up with something to fill that time every single week. I mean, are do you think we're going to have ads like kind of like picture and picture style or something like I, I don't know. I just can't imagine that they're going to give up all that ad money. You know? So they are, they are going to have ads cause they already talked about, cause you know, there's an ad tier on Netflix right now. Like we have the, you know, you, you don't really, you don't understand the, the poor people problem. Scene cause you, <laughs> got the nice, you have the ad free tier <laughs> on uh, Netflix. So ads on Netflix are a thing. Um, and, but the cool thing is, is it sounds like from what they said today, it sounds like they're still going to honor those tiers. So, if you're on ad free, like you're not going to have commercial breaks. You'll just see what's happening in the matches um, in between segments. I don't know what that's going to mean. Yeah. Um, if there's not a match, if it's just between like, you know, an interview segment, I imagine it's probably going to look kind of like Peacock does now. You know, Peacock has ads also. Again, you don't know that because you got, you know, rich people problems. <laughs> We're ad free on Peacock also. Um, so, you know how like sometimes there'll just be a random like three minute long Bianca Belair video. Yeah in the middle of a pay-per-view yeah the rest the the pours as mjf would say are seeing like you know commercials for frosted flakes and shit during uh, that time yeah me and my middle class fancy problems yeah know. so i don't know it's probably wishful thinking for me i'm sure when netflix cut this deal i i, I gotta imagine it was all dollars and cents based and they're probably thinking how many ads mm -hmm. they can get in front of eyeballs for that that you know three-ish hours every monday night but at least gives them flexibility right like they're yeah. they're not as you know as hardwired in as those networks are when they're they're doing their programming grid. Yeah. Well, and internationally, it's they're getting all their wrestling, all their WWE wrestling on yep. Netflix. So here we're only going to get Raw on Netflix as of now. Um, but if, you know, if you're in the UK or in, anywhere else in the world, um, you're going to get NXT, SmackDown, um, Raw, and the and the, and the yeah, and else. the PLEs. So it sounds like you know it may be time to take a swig of beer. This might finally be the death 
of the WWE networks. You know, 2021, mm. we switched over to Peacock internationally. Internationally, they're still Easy on. <laughs> internationally, they're still on WWE Network for all their documentaries, yeah, the old pay per views, everything. Smoke, so, dude. you know, I know WWE had said that as successful as the network was in a lot of ways um just kind of proving what a commodity they were for for online streaming and stuff it was very expensive um running that and they were looking to get out of the you know the hosting business right being the ones to host that content yeah. and stuff so yeah but every time you mention the wwe network i get a little twinge in my heart dude it's yeah just... peacock has been a lot better than i i ever expected it was going to be with the wwe stuff it hasn't been as big of a drop off but i definitely missed the network man the, mm -hmm. i think the biggest thing we missed out on is they put a lot more effort into the original content yeah when they had the network you know 100%. we haven't seen as many of those great documentaries i think in just over. like the the like immersiveness or inclusivity of it all like you're just in a wrestling platform you're you know what i mean things for like minions yeah. Rise of Gru or <laughs> yeah, super exactly. mario movie yeah exactly they, I, I, i'm not gonna slam peacock too much for that no, They've carved I, out, they, when you go to the wwe tab if you squint all, yes. you and you know if i just woke up from a time machine and somebody put that in front of me i did i would just think oh they switched up the interface again on wwe Network. yeah i, I it mean, is a, a ton of if, if I don't know for if you know item for item they brought every single thing over, but it feels like they've got damn near everything from the network mm -hmm. on there at this point. Yeah, I think um, I'm excited to see how you know how it goes. I mean, we already have Netflix. Would you? So here's a question for anybody who doesn't have Netflix, who's a wrestling fan: Would you purchase a Netflix subscription just to watch Raw? That's tough, man. If I didn't have it right now. I don't know that I would because we don't watch a ton yeah. of every minute, man. It's almost a gift and a curse. WWE is so great at social media. You almost don't have to mm -hmm. watch the weekly TV. They do a great job of clipping out all the stuff that you YouTube need to see. YouTube and like, Twitter and stuff. Yeah between, yeah, between their Twitter and YouTube. Um, I, I, I have been watching it more and more over the last couple of months. Because one thing that they're doing, like it's so ingenious, right? They actually let you know what's going to be on the show ahead of time. dude. So you can mm -hmm. get excited for the matches. Remember... For like a five year run there, there was like nothing announced for Raw until it, it, the, the yeah. main event would get, I would always wonder because they would always seem to kind of like organically make the main event during that opening interview segment. And I just want to be like, what were you guys planning on putting on the main I event? Know. You know, well, before, before like... Baron Corbin came out and, you know, confronted Roman, <laughs> yeah. what was going to be the main well, event? Well, remember there was like, you know, for a while, I was like, oh, Vince is tearing up the script right before the show yes. airs, you know, and it's yeah. just, they're just putting it together on the fly. It just um, seems so much, I mean, obviously we only know the little glimpses and bits and pieces we get here and there, but from the outside looking in, it just seems like a much tighter ship. I would never right survive now. in that environment. I would, I would lock I would be fired the first day. If they're like, you know, we're ripping up the script. We got to think of something on the fly. I See, would I like, feel like <gasps> you thrive in the chaos. Dude. Well, you know I feel what? Like, You're kind of right about that. I feel like too. you'd probably be like Vince's like right hand girl, you know, <laughs> you know Ho hopefully you not having to sign any NDAs, but I feel like you would work well in that environment of just, you know no plan we're you know no huddle offense just, we're call, calling it the line of scrimmage yeah for those of you who don't know i'm not the most like organized systematic human being on the planet um and i i, I can sometimes get myself like really bad anxiety over like the smallest things like the most meaningless things in life but when shit really hits the fan and like you know there is actual chaos like that ensues i like i, cool I as a cucumber i turn into like yeah i don't even know what happens to me but i like snap into another human human person and yeah, yeah we really perfectly complement each other in that way because yeah if it's anything that's like a stress level if you know if we're talking like a zero to ten on the stress scale like situations like nine and below sheena will flip out and have anxiety attacks about whereas like 
it ain't even affecting me, man. I'm just, I'm, I'm a duck just cruising on top of the water. But then when shit gets real, yeah, like Sheena's just like Tom Brady, you know, down four with a minute and a half to go and two timeouts, dude. Like it's not, it's not an issue. She's going to get, she's going to get us to victory, man, where that's the times when I actually do start to crack a little bit and, and stress. So it's a, it's a good balance, man. I, w- I wish maybe we could kind of like lower that middle. down on the yeah. scale a little bit. <laughs> yeah. If not necessarily meet in the middle, get a little bit where we can at least see the middle from where we're meeting at. But, uh, you know, it, it works for us. Um, so AEW, it's from everything we've seen, it looks like they still don't have a rights deal in place for mm-hmm. their, you know, next TV. Um, I You got to assume now that everything's laying flat for WWE, it makes it a little bit easier for them, right? Like it takes, because there were right, rumors that, yes, yeah. that Warner Brothers may be in the mix for Raw. Um, do you think this changes things for them? Are they going to get just an extension of what they normally have? Or do we see, you know, is this like a proof of concept and maybe they take their stuff to max? Because Warner Brothers, you know, the the company that runs tnt tbs they already have a very well established streaming platform i mean it's not it's not netflix but it's it's bigger than peacock you know Mm -hmm. yeah i mean i've seen the rumors about max i think that would be cool i don't know i mean i love max and i you know hbo go we've had the hbo streaming service since day one like we're just had a few different brands yeah we're those type of like we love the shows that are on hbo um but i don't feel like hbo i mean it's definitely not as popular as like netflix um i don't know how many people out there have hbo go or or max if you will but um i can see AEW landing there yeah they're doing live sports now they're doing nba games and stuff on Mm -hmm. there so they definitely got the capability I think um, this, I mean, I, I definitely think WWE getting the streaming deal with Netflix really kind of paves the way and opens up a lot of possibilities for AEW. And it probably gets all the other streaming services like getting their gears turning like, well, damn, like, you know, we they need got to, their wrestling. We need our yeah, wrestling. we need to we need to pick up something like this. Um, I think the most logical path would be for them just get an extension at this point. You know what I mean? And just keep doing what they're doing. But, um, you I'd, know, I'd love to see them at least get their pay-per-views over to to max man yeah like, yeah especially if they're going to expand to doing you know closer to 12 a year like wwe like give us like seven or eight yeah, of them because their max, current man. setup is not yeah great. bleacher report bleacher that app garbage. sucks dude yeah which is a shame because aw has the, the most consistent pay-per-views out there man yeah. they always slap but yeah it's a pain in the butt finding the events to buy them very glitchy dude it drops out a lot and they don't even have you know i mean maybe i'm just a little bit biased because samsung is like we're very loyal to them for our tvs they don't you can't even have their app on samsung tvs man i got to bring my freaking roku in there that i use for my you know redneck riviera outdoor theater and hook it up in the living room it's just it's just annoying man using bleacher report dude yeah um all right any last second thoughts are you ready to go out to the rumble um let's rumble I should have put our patented uh, Rumble Countdown sound effect oh, in there yeah. this year, huh? Let me see if I still got it real quick. <laughs> All right, like we talked about in the intro, we are officially on the road to WrestleMania, and it's one of the most magical times of the year for wrestling fans. It's Royal Rumble Week. So one big thing that's different this year from uh, you know the past really kind of eight or nine years. We only have four matches announced so far, man. We got two championship matches to go along with our two rumbles. What's your thoughts on the stripped down rumble card, Gene? I mean, I'm always here for a stripped down card, especially because the two rumble matches on the show, I mean, you know, those are going to be long drawn out matches. Um, So if you pile too much on top of that, the show is going to just drag on, I think. So I'm here. I think they'll probably add, I mean, at least one or two more matches and maybe a tag team match or something like that. Yeah. A women's tag. Um, I don't know, but yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. I think they got a women's tag team match set up for SmackDown. Maybe something happens and they can bump that to the rumble. I, Mm -hmm. I, I agree. I think we get one more, 
one more match added, but I'm with you, man. I, I think less is more with the rumble, dude. Give mm-hmm. those chances, uh, uh, give those matches a chance to shine. Cause you never want to be in a situation where you're like dreading, Rushing the, yeah. you're like, Oh God, we got a whole nother rumble, rumble match. match. I yeah. want to say it was, um, like the 2018 rumble. I think they had like 11 matches on God. that show, which that's like a full <laughs> ass pay-per-view, you know yeah. what I mean? Um, so I dig it. I'm all, I, I'm all about the, you know, the all killer, less filler on the pay-per-views, mm-hmm. dude. I don't need, I don't need 12, 13 matches, man. Give me, give me four or five that I can get really excited about. Same. And that's what we got mm-hmm. for, uh, for this year. So we'll start with the United States championship match, Kevin Owens and Logan Paul. I think it's going to be a great match. Um, I, I, I'm picking KO to win. I think KO beats Logan Paul. Um, what are your thoughts? I don't think so. I think we see Logan Paul carry that championship into mania um, for, you know, a high profile defense. I mean, maybe we could be, uh, you know, we could see the, I wouldn't be shocked if we saw this rematch, right? They see them run it mm-hmm. back in mania. This kicks off the feud, but I think Logan Paul, I don't think he's losing it on his first title defense, man. I see him carrying this in for a high profile match at mania uh, should be a banger, dude. I can't, I don't think he's got the ability to beat Kevin Owens, uh, clean, but I think with some light cheating, I think he could take out KO. There's definitely going to be some shenanigans. There's definitely going to be some some heel tactics. I don't, yeah. yeah, like you said, I don't think he's going to pin KO clean by any stretch. Because I mean, KO's. I mean, he was making it clear, like you're not one of us, dude. Like you come as like you've become as good as you can become to be a celebrity, but you're you're not one of us, dude. So yeah, I don't see him getting freaking clean. Who do you have, uh, who would you have as like your dream opponent for Logan Paul at Mania this year? Or who, if not, you know, if you don't got a dream opponent, who do you think would slot in nicely as this is opponent for, for this year? Mm. See, I think it'd be a good spot for LA Knight, man. Uh. I don't, I think LA Knight's coming up short in this, in this, um, in his run for, you know, the, the undisputed universal championship, but obviously he's still red hot with the fans. I think that's a nice spot on him for the car to, to keep the momentum going, keep him on the burner, dude. And yeah, it'd be a I big, like that. Yeah, I like that. We haven't seen him get any championship gold yet. He'd be great on the mic, uh, facing off with Logan Paul and the build to it. And I think that would, if, if that's his WrestleMania story for this year, capturing his first, uh, championship gold in WWE against Logan Paul. I think that's, I think that's a win for, for LA Knight. Yep, I 100% agree. That was very nicely done. <laughs> Thanks. Um, let's go to, we'll go to the Women's Rumble. We won't do the Rumbles back to back. Okay. Uh, women's Rumble, do you got any kind of read on this match? Because I don't. I feel like there's a lot of different ways they can go, man. I, I, so based on what I've seen online, I mean, the favorite is, uh, I've seen a lot of people say Bailey is a favorite, which I could. I guess I could see that maybe they're trying to get damage control all the all the gold you know setting up the kabuki warriors to be uh the tag champs and then bailey to you know have a. Have well, that's a what ma- they said yeah they said that they were gonna have uh you know the kabuki warriors get the tag gold eo's already got mm-hmm. the women's gold the, yeah whatever the women's uh heavyweight <sighs> yeah I forget, I forget. I forget which ones. That, yeah, one of the women's. Yeah, she's got one of the women's world championships, and then the yeah, and then they said Bailey's gonna go for the other one, dude. I see this lead into. I could see Bailey winning to just for or Bailey coming up just short to kind of for because it seems like they're already oh, yeah, playing the seeds for damage dissension. control to turn mm-hmm. on them. I'm, I think we may end up seeing Bailey versus EO at uh at Mania for her belt, man, because. They're definitely setting us up for a Bailey babyface run, which I think is well deserved. You Bailey, 100%. if you remember, she was like wrestling babyface one hundred and one back on her NXT days, and when she first came up on the um, 
on the main roster and totally flipped it and became a great heel, dude. And she, ca- and she carried the she carried the company during the pandemic yeah, season. Yeah, her like, and Sasha were one of the few bright spots during the the pandemic era, like the pre uh, Thunderdome pandemic yeah. era, especially when it was just at its lowest. Like they were they were one of the lone bright spots. Um, and she's really been, you know, if not if not the in ring, I think the she's been like the outside the ring MVP for the women over the last five years. Really, she's been a catalyst for so much big stuff that's happened mm-hmm. um, and always entertaining. She's so good at all the comedy and stuff and she can still go in the ring too. 100%. So I think we're gearing up for a big Bailey baby face turn. I think that'd be pretty interesting. I think she comes up short though, man. I think we see, uh, you know, Becky two belts become Becky two rumbles, dude. And I think Becky gets her second rumble win. And I think we just go with a traditional big match bill to get to her and Rhea, her and Rhea. at yeah. Mania. I don't think you need a lot of, we've already seen Becky do the road to WrestleMania for the championship with a ton uh, twists and turns along the way. Mm-hmm. I think this time it's just straight ahead, dude. Her and Rhea, that's probably the biggest money match they have on the uh, the women's roster right now outside of anything involving Jade Cargill. So, yeah, I, I, my pick is Becky. Yeah, uh, Jade was kind of an outside pick for me because I don't know how ready she is. I mean, I, it's going to be awesome if we see Jade in the Rumble. Um, but uh, I, it, it would be a stretch to think that she could she's going to win the Rumble. Um, I, I'll go ahead and throw an outlier prediction. And again, remember... Uh, for the our, our buddies and our Foley fan members that are in the Foley Picks League, these are kind of our, I guess, kayfabe predictions. Yeah, is these the best aren't, way these to aren't put stone it. cold. Yeah, so locks. don't no 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 call in collusion or because uh, I know, am a former I am a former champion. She so my is. picks are my my picks are pretty good most of the time. Yeah, but yeah, you may see when the official picks cards get turned in on uh yeah. on Sunday morning that or on Saturday morning that you know some of these don't quite line up. Um, but yeah, I, I think Jade is going to have the most eliminations, man. I see Jade yeah. getting like the 94 Rumble Diesel spot, like coming in just wrecking shit for a while before getting dumped. Dude, the, I, the more, I really think I think it's going to happen, and I think it's for the best. I think Jade's going to debut in NXT, man. I think, you know, when she signed, it, it kind of seemed like it'd be a step down. But NXT, they were already on a hot streak, and it's continued. They got so much positive momentum going right now yeah. that I don't think that's going to be seen as a downgrade. They have a really, really kick-ass women's division right now. So you could send Jade down there. She'll be able to get a ton of matches with, you know, it's still bright lights, but not quite the absolute brightest lights. Let her build her name up and stuff and have a good run down there, just putting on awesome matches and getting seasoned up a little bit. She could totally, I mean, she could go in and win that NXT Women's Championship, her first match down there, and then just go on a run. Um, And HBK has been killing it. So I know they'd have some good storylines for her. Yeah, I think that's a good shout. Because, I mean, dude, the the women's division in WWE right now is just so freaking jam-packed. I mean, you got Rhea and EO and all these people and, I just, I don't want Jade to come in and get overshadowed or kind of like, you know, like dumped down to the mid card. I would rather her go to NXT and just be a damn, you know, ass kicker. Run it back what they did in AEW, dude. Dude, Just same thing you did with Cody, man. Just run it back. Same music. Make it look the same. Yeah. And it'll just, it just hits different under those WWE lights, man. Uh, Like, just think. So, you know, we got tickets to NXT Vengeance Day in Clarksville in two weeks man how awesome will that be if we see you know jade maker debut at the rumble and then show up at uh vengeance day to kick off some stuff on nxt that'd be cool so is your final pick bailey was that were you locking it in or um, who's, who's you you kind of uh, you kind of wishy washed around for a little bit I, i'm I mean, going that's, Becky. that's my mo i'm kind of a fence riding wishy-washier um yeah, I'll say I'll say Bailey, but I think I don't know. No, you talked me out of it because that makes more sense for her to like go against EO and um, I mean she could still win the rumble and go against EO. 
you could do the classic Batista Triple H thing because they're thinking she, Bailey wins, she's going to go to true. challenge Rhea and she could flip it and go after. Uh... Well, damn, now you got me all mixed up. <laughs> um... well, that's good, man. It's good when you don't know. There, there's there's multiple paths to get to these matches we think are yeah. lined up for us at Mania. Yeah, I was listening to um, Sam Roberts' latest podcast about the Royal Rumble and I made a little joke on uh, my Instagram stories like the Charlie from, um, oh my gosh. Philadelphia. What's always the, sunny in Philadelphia. Always sunny in Philadelphia. Just people to, punching the air right now. On their <laughs> no, it totally escaped me. It's always sunny in Philadelphia with Charlie in the string map. Like I, like the way yeah. he was laying out all the different storylines and, and all of the different pathways that this the, the Rumble storylines could go. Like it's it's a great time to be a wrestling fan, dude, because there's just so much possibility. I still don't think you picked the winner, dude. <laughs> okay, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Bailey. Okay. So we got Bailey and Becky for our women's yeah. uh, or for our women's rumble winners. Um, what do you want to do next? You want to do men's rumble or you want to do the fatal four way? Let's do the fatal four way. Okay, so we got the Roman finally in a non singles match, changing up the formula for what a Roman's reign a Roman Reigns match can be. Gonna be defending his championship over a thousand days in counting, fatal four way against Randy Orton, LA Knight, and AJ Styles. Before we get into it. One thing we got to discuss, man, because I think it's, it's oh, you know, know in, going. in kayfabe analysis, I think it's taken his chances of winning down at mm-hmm. least, four, he's taking at least a 40% XP hit on this. Yeah. What the hell happened with AJ Styles gear, dude? Bro, AJ Styles was one of the most toyetic, superhero looking. Almost like a awesome. modern day Shawn Michaels yeah. with the constantly changing, changing colors. And the looking amazing gear. Yeah, dude. dude, he had champion championship pants, gloves. I mean, the vest, the vest, the whole thing. Now he's doing like, it's like a mix of like corporate cane and Omos is like his gear now. Yeah. And the overcoat thing is so ill fitting and he rolls the sleeves halfway up. Like our friend Andy Fuller, like just in black jeans, dude. Black jeans. My, my theory is that, you know, AJ was gone for a while and came back. I think he was just like, you know, he's done everything there's to do in the wrestling world, right? Like he, he's, he's goaded at this point, man. Like instant first ballot hall of famer. Like his legacy has, is, on total lock i think he's like man why am i gonna spend all this fucking money on gear let me just cash these let me put these checks in the bank gear that you already have well he swelled up though while he was gone man you know he put on it looks like about 15 20 pounds you can't hire a damn tailor to let your pants out you know what i mean i don't know if that works on spandex pants dude but uh, it definitely does dude but yeah i don't know what the deal is what the maybe there will be some storyline motivation we get out of it they should they should just make it make sense but yeah the uh the downgrade on his gear is just atrocious, man. So it, it, I don't think we've addressed it yet on the show. Had had, had to talk about it. Maybe he secretly got some like quad implants or something, and he's he doesn't want to. He doesn't got to let him heal up, you know. Like, and he's got to wear the the baggier pants for a while. Maybe until... I don't know. AJ's always been a pretty thick guy, so I can't imagine he decided at you know forty four, forty five. You never know, dude. That that, that that metabolism takes a dump, dude. And you know, <laughs> you, if you stop hitting leg day as hard. You got to take desperate, you know, desperate times call for desperate measures. I think it's zero percent chance that uh, that he actually that, that Roman loses his belt in this match, though. I know some people were speculating like, oh, there's you no know, way yeah. you get the belt off of him. So then you can do Roman rock. rock. Yeah. I, I don't think we're seeing no. a thousand day run ended in a in a fatal in a fatal. Match. No, no. Zero yeah, so percent Roman all the way. Yeah. I, I think he wins. I think he pins L.A. Knight to kind of just put a bow on L.A. Knight's run, man. I, mm-hmm. I think and. I'll go out on Good a limb for LA also. Night, dude. Yeah, hell of a run for LA Knight. And, and you could totally work him back in the main event scene, but I think his 
I think he's going down a notch after after this wraps up on uh, on Sunday um, or on Saturday. I'm, I'm pulling a uh, Gunther right now, man. Like, <laughs> no, yeah, it's been Sunday for years, dude. You got pay, paper poor... as much as I love the pay per view Saturdays, dude. Sunday's just ingrained in your head. Yeah, poor Gunther, because I mean they were actually having a nice back and forth, and he said on Sunday, and I'm like, oh, dude. You know, in his head, he's just he's like, like fuck, fuck, um, fucked up. All right, the yeah. So Roman wins. I think there's going to be no interference, man. I think with the fatal four way, it yeah. gives you enough chaos, man. Yeah. Like I'm sure Roman will cheat a little bit. It's going to be an awesome match. Dude. Yeah, I think Roman wins with uh, the rare no bloodline appearance, man. Or maybe they still interfere anyways. Fuck it, why not? It's been working. <laughs> why not? Yeah, send Solo and Jimmy down there. Um, all right, let's go to the male rumble. For me, I think there's they've done a great job of building up some different contenders, man. Like Drew's looked great. Mm-hmm. Gunther came out, called his shot on mm-hmm. Monday night, said that, you know, he will be, for Seth. yeah, he's going to win and he's going to challenge Seth. He's coming uh, and he's coming hard. Wow. A la Brock. Wow. <laughs> uh, yeah. Deep cut from Sheena there. Uh, I, I think it's three names, man, that have a chance at, at having their hand raised at the end of the rumble. Unless we get some sort of major swerve. I think it's uh, CM Punk. Cody Rhodes and The Rock. I think that is the only three people that have a, ch- a shot at winning this match. Anybody else you think's got a got a chance, Shane? I mean, I, I mean, Gunther's probably like the he's like the um, honorable mention, I think. But yeah, you're right. CM Punk, Rock, and uh, Cody. Yeah, assuming because I feel like Seth and Roman are, are pretty much locked in written in stone that they're going in with the, with the belts to mania. If Seth actually dropped, you know, forfeited the belt or something or had mm-hmm. Damian priest cash in on him on Monday night. Um, I, I would, you know, be a little bit, you know, I think I'd have some other possibilities I'm considering, but going back to that, if you're Damian priest, how do you not cash in on Monday night? Like as a king right. of kayfabe, I have no explanation for why he would not cash in, man. Like you already, you see the champ out there already talking about how injured he is. With a knee like, brace. Yeah. yeah. Why do you not come out with your whole your whole group? Your and whole posse. Cash in. Yeah. Rare rare lapse in judgment from the uh, judgment the day. judgment day of all things. <laughs> um, I'm gonna say CM Punk wins, man. I don't, I don't oh, think Cody gets the win. Gosh. I think we get some swer- some swerves along the way. I think we see. Uh, I think we see CM Punk win this thing, man. I don't know. My heart's telling me Cody. I mean, maybe, you know what? Probably, you're probably right. It is probably going to be CM Punk because the way that they kind of like talk about like back to back winners and all, like they, when they say it too much, it makes you think that they're going to go the other way. Yeah. Right. So, like, they're really building Cody up to be like the back to back, you know, really the made man because there hasn't been a back to back champion since Stone Cold. And, um, yeah. I'm probably going to go with CM Punk too, unfortunately. I actually think it's more likely The Rock wins than Cody, man. If we're, if we're going on that route, if I'm putting the three, I, I would put more odds on the rock to win this thing than Cody. I, but I think both those are very, very distant options besides CM Punk, man. I think, I think, uh, Pepsi Phil has got this one in the bag. I don't, I just, it's just such a tall order, dude. Cause like, I just, it's in believability factor. You know what I mean? Like he's got, he's got all these people that he's got to defeat. And I just like, he's old and kind of broke old. down and injury prone and yeah. i weak mean spirit and, weak and, body you know taking taking kayfabe out of it i mean even freaking kayfabe dude like how how the hell is cm punk going to beat gunther you know what i mean like well, we haven't seen him in ring in wwe so maybe you know it's been a while it's been since august since we've seen him wrestle and we haven't seen how he's going to be presented i mean in his last match in AEW, he defeated their current champion samoa joe clean as a sheet so uh, true you know, regardless of what it looks like, because yeah, he's definitely lost a step, and he's still been presented as a killer. Um, 
as far as on television goes. Well, let's do a quick temperature check, man. What are you thinking on the the Roman and Cody verse for? Is are we going to get Roman and Cody at Mania again, or is it going to be Rock coming in and sniping that match from uh, from Cody? I think they're going to. I think they're going with Roman and Cody. I think Cody finally gets his due at Mania, and then something's going to happen because the Rock is like planting these seeds that like on you ESPN know, this morning yeah ta- he likes the long the long he's game. playing the long game and that you know like if if him and roman fight they can sell out a stadium so i feel like they're gonna do something just kind of off the wall like I, I feel like i could see Ro- rock being the one to stop the bloodline from interfering and you know cody gets his win and then yeah, you can go ahead and set up exactly. roman and rock no belt for the main event at mania next year i yeah. can see that or I could see Roman just winning. Like I said, man, Jey Uso comes out, helps Roman win. Like I fantasy booked a couple months ago, and The Rock just comes out and confronts Roman to, to you know, does a stare down to end yeah. Mania. I, I, I do think they're going to run back that playbook of from 2011, where you announced it a year in advance that Rock and Cena is going to be the main event at the next Mania. I think that's yeah. what we're going to get. And honestly, man, that match deserves it, dude. In a lot of ways, WWE has been kind of building this match for a decade it would seem kind of weird to just kick it off with like a two month build, man. Yeah, you can have 100%. a year long build and you know, maybe you get the rock come back for a tag team match here, or there, just like they did that year to set it up. So, so yeah, I, at this point, I do think it's going to be Roman and Cody again. I think Roman wins again, man. I, I think I, I the, in September Roman will pass Hulk Hogan's uh, record for his longest reign ever. And in a lot of ways, like that one may have some more value than the actual brutal record because Hulks was straight up the WWF, man. Like, mm-hmm. it, you know, Bruno right. was holding the WWF championship back in the day, and it was a different era, dude. Not saying it wasn't a, a different era when Hulk held it, but it was at least felt like it was still a part of this, the current right. WWF, uni- WWE yeah. universe. Um, it's all, it all happened within the same. Yeah, within the WrestleMania era, yes. if you will. Um, whereas Bruno's was just totally different, you know, basically pre-TV um, as far as far as like the national stage goes. So, Dude, I they've already, you know, like Tom said on the pod a couple of weeks ago, man, the OG Fig kid from the Turnbuckle Tavern, dude. They haven't come this far just to come this far. You know, you already you've already had the belt three and a half years. If he goes another six months, you know, maybe maybe it is a bridge too far for him to go till twenty twenty eight and break Bruno's record. But you're already six months away from him erasing Hulk Hogan out of the record books, man. Why not? I mean, I I, I totally get why not, you know, but also like. I just, I think it's Cody's time, dude. I think they're setting Cody up for a huge, just like. He set up more than he was last year. I mean, yes, 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 yes. I think he is because I think this year he really got to like prove himself and just like, you know, have a whole year like without being out for injury and like all these things. Right. Like he got to show who he who he really is and build his story. Yeah, exactly. So I think he he deserves this moment now whereas like not that he didn't deserve it then but he just kind of came in and he was kind of shotgun into that um that position with roman i mean he had a awesome matches with seth right out of the gate but he i mean let's be real he did get rocket strapped right right to freaking roman reigns and i feel like this year he really kind of put in the work made the effort and like has earned this moment to like finish his story I and he's gonna be on the cover. They just gave him the cover. And he's gonna be the cover of WWE. Yeah, two K. Which looks sick, by the way. We didn't put that in our format to discuss. Well, it's on. It's in the listener mail. Yeah, I'm so excited for that game. Um, no, everything you said is right, dude. I agree with everything you just said. There's definitely a greater than zero percent chance that Cody defeats Roman and wins the championship at Mania. But 
if they beat him last year when he was already red hot baby face, universally beloved, which is I think he's the, hotter now. I think he's hotter hard- now than he was then. I think people were still torn on Cody then. And I feel like every, mean, even myself who was kind of like, you know, I've, I've spoken some not so pleasant words about Cody on here. Um, I think I'm more on board with Cody. Like I, I he, I'm bought in. on. This. I feel you. If he, you know, he's at least maintained if he is hotter, it's, you know, a half degree hotter. I'll say this, dude, if you have him come out as hot as he was last year at mania and as hated as Roman was Cody on camera, Gave the weight belt to negative one Brody Lee's son. I mean, you can't before the match. That, yeah. No, no, I'm saying they did all that, and he still got beat. He can get beat again. Man. He can. Yes, when it comes to Roman Reigns and the bloodline, I mean, I've said on here for years now, like, ne- don't don't bet against the bloodline. You know, like I am a bloodline believer. Nothing is impossible when it comes to the bloodline. But you're flinching this year. But I'm. I got Reigns. a little bit of. I got a cause for pause this year, dude. Like I. I mean, again, if it, if gun to the head. I would probably go with the bloodline just because like, so you are picking Roman to win then <laughs> you said all that just to say, you still think Roman's going to win. I mean, again, if, it, if, it, if you were pressing me and it was my life on the line, I would probably say bloodline, but okay. my heart, my heart is telling me that Cody is going to win. <laughs> oh, that's how it is for everybody. Everybody's heart's wanting Cody to win, man. If you're a, you know, a true blue wrestling fan, dude, but I'm telling you, Jay Uso is going to come out. You're thinking he's about to turn the tide. He's going to super kick Cody by the time Cody stumbles to his feet catches a supercharged spear one two three hit the music man the show goes on i think they are going to erase that racist piece of shit hulk hogan from the record books <laughs> and it's going to be just bob Backlund and bruno sammartino left ahead of roman by the time we get to mania 41 and the oh great God. thing is he could beat the rock there rock's not going over on roman he's not going to do that and then that gives you a whole nother year dude <laughs> by the time you get to mania 42 at that point you are you're five years into this thing you're only this two is e- the rain that doesn't end. yeah by that point yes, it goes on and on my friend at that point you're uh you're two years away from breaking bruno's record why not just write it out man you've already come that far dude so i don't know i still think it's realistic that he actually breaks bruno's record man it sounds crazy until you really start to sketch this thing out they could totally do it assuming there's no injuries or anything like that um all right so we both agree, though, that we said all that just to say Roman and CM Punk are going to be the ones standing tall in the two big matches. Mm-hmm. All right. You ready for the beverage break? Oh, yeah. All right. It's time for the weekly beverage break where we tell you guys what we're sipping on as we pod i'll let sheena go first so i went with an old favorite i went with a uh, cream soda and uh dough ball so the original dough ball not the cookie dough i was wondering where that oh, the birthday remix ca- was it the birthday of, cake uh, birthday I, was, I was wondering where that remix of the song that never ends came from so now we know it's from that ball of dough ball that sheena's <laughs> sipping on yeah cookie dough flavored whiskey that's the og and then they got the remix of the birthday cake so Big fans yeah. of what they do. The crazy thing is, man, you know, I'm uh, I'm not a hardcore like bourbon snob or like whiskey purist, but I'm really against like the flavored whiskeys and the flavored mm-hmm. bourbons. Like leave that stuff for the Typically vodka I am, yeah. and for the liqueurs. But Doughball actually does a really, really good job. They've actually scored really high at some like the international like whiskey competitions and stuff. This is like quality stuff that they just, you know, put a little fun, sweet flavor into. So. It's very, it's very smooth. It's very drinkable. Um, we took it down to our, our friend's house and made them some of these Doughball and cream sodas and they were very impressed. And again, I don't even drink hard liquor most of the time, um, but I can, I can get down with this. It's, yeah, it's really good. Yeah. You got any flavors you'd like to see them tackle next? Um, 
What? So they got birthday cake and the birthday regular cake cookie and dough. cookie dough are the two they have so far. I'm not really huge on like cho- like fake chocolatey flavor, so I wouldn't want to see them go like the brownie route. That'd be rich chocolate. Yeah, but maybe like cinnamon um, roll a or cinnamon. Yeah, That'd like nice. a, a cinnamon roll or some sort of like snickerdoodle or something like that. Snickerdoodle. <laughs> what? A snickerdoodle. I was just in all the options you had. I was not expecting to hear snickerdoodle. <laughs> a snickerdoodle is a cinnamon cookie. Okay. I'll tell you. Makes sense. Uh, yeah, I'm drinking a, uh, simply spiked blueberry lemonade. Very good. You know, if you're going to be masculine of you, very mad. Yeah. I'm bringing the testosterone like Tim, the tool man, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, this is very good. Definitely. My, I keep these in stock. This is the one I'll generally, I'll drink a seltzer. Like if somebody has them or sometimes, Sheena will grab a pack of seltzers and I'll, I'll help her finish them off. They're not, they're not bad, but they're definitely not my favorite except these. I love the simply spikes. The these simply, are yeah. The simplys are good. Probably Simply's, High Noons. I did like those Ranch Waters that I ranch got. Ranch Waters pretty good. Yeah. Uh, Kona puts out a good seltzer They don't sell too. those on the States. I haven't they? seen them over here. Yeah. I, I, they definitely sell them in the States. I mean, I the haven't States. Seen them I mean, here the, in, uh, Hawaii is a state, but you know what I mean? The mainland. They don't no, sell they them. sell them in the mainland. Remember, Kona does most. Kona's a poser, dude. They do most of their brewing out of Colorado now. They're not oh, like yeah, Maui. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Kona, I, was, I don't know why I was thinking of Maui Brewing Company. Yeah. No, Kona. Kona sold out, but mm-hmm. they, they do put out a nice, it's like a seltzer variety pack. It's pretty good if you can find it. All right, you ready to get into uh, figure news? it's time for the figure four where we get into the latest in figure news and tell you what we've added to our collection recently so want to remind you guys first off this segment and the entire show is brought to you by our good friends at ringside collectibles use code chick foley to save 10 percent on all your figure purchase so we'll get into uh i guess this is kind of like random release week man is what we're gonna we <laughs> yeah this is, this. Like, this is a grab bag got, of yeah figures. got a handful of news items to talk about and then we'll talk about two new figures that we got um first off Bandai revealed six inch scale great Muda action figure. The crazy thing on this one, man, it does have like elite style articulation. Um, but he's actually got you know, you can take his head off and put this little capsule in, and actually, you know, there's going to be some sort of mechanism where you can shoot the signature green mist from Muda. Uh, you know, Sheena's swiping through the pictures here on, on Twitter right now. What are, you, what are your thoughts on this figure? I think it looks, I mean, I think it looks good. I, I like the figure. It does look I'm, pretty cool. You know, the in these pictures, they only have the closed mouth head scan. They don't show any of the alternate head scans. So I'm really curious as to how this um, capsule mist situation is going to work. And like, are you just going to like press down on the head and like the neck's going to like... Let me... Uh... Keep talking about it. You remember we got capsule. that awesome we got that awesome custom Muda from uh from Mad Reaper a few yeah. years back. So we're kind of good on this. So they only they got a computer render of it of what it's gonna you know I, I don't think it's actually gonna look like that. Well, no, but look, they I don't even th- I think that's probably the same head. I think they just computerized the the green mist. They didn't I don't even think it's got the alternate head on it. Yeah, let me see if um, I can find. I forget. I definitely saw on social media what it's gonna look like with the. Um, with the actual there, there's that right there okay yeah oh, okay, so there you okay. go so you see he's actually got this little liquid oh yeah it looks capsule. like one of those do you have you ever gotten like a perfume sample or something like you know back in the day when you would go to like you know the um uh department stores and they had those little like you know perfume samples and those yeah. little small bottles that's exactly the type of bottle 
that this is. I used to have to fill up those damn things at Sephora all the time. <laughs> they're the worst. So I just but, wonder like how that's going to work. Is there going to be like a button no, on his so, back yes, or what? No, no. Uh-uh. So you're going to have to push. I, I can already tell you because I know how this little mechanism works right here. Oh, you push his head you down. You push his head oh, down and it's going and to. It kind of, it'll come out like a little mist of perfume. Yes, uh-huh. That would actually work. It's an atomizer. Right. Yeah. yeah. So it's got the, I mean. Our, Pretty, I, I don't necessarily, we'll see how this figure is, you know, uh, Bandai's figures, I think it's going to come up like a cut hair short in scale and like just kind of like too slight a little bit to mix in perfectly with your elites. It should be close enough, though, that, you know, if you were good with the Power Town figures mixed in with your collection, uh, this one should be too, man. So pretty I wonder cool if it's figure. going to come with the liquid or whether you can like fill it up and like refill it. You know what I mean? Like if you just use food coloring or something yeah. in that, because like that little thing is refillable, that little... Um... Yeah, it remains to be seen Atomizer. exactly how this is going to work. I do appreciate when we're seeing something for the first time ever, so that's pretty yeah, cool. Yeah, dude, the innovation. I mean, I'm, I'm here for people trying things. You that know? being said, this thing is $70. God dang. And it's not, it's currently slated for release August of this year. And if anybody, you know, yep. figure collectors, we know that that's a sliding thing, those release dates. That's, that's so. a 2025 release right there. Yeah, it, it's out there if you want to get it, man. If, if Ringside Collectibles gets these i'll probably go ahead and pre-order it just out of curiosity because i'm sure it'll be easy enough to to flip it if we get it in hand and don't love it um pretty cool though man i'm a, yeah love muda dude we've been big muda fans you guys know that if you listen to the chick foley show we always support the great muda um so it'll be interesting to see how how well this thing does and hopefully they pull it off man if they do that's a real game changer maybe it could push mattel to do something with uh with yeah, you know, the Asuka, Asuka and a Shinsuke. That, how, how cool would that be? Mm-hmm. All right, so another kind of random release that just popped up out of nowhere. A24, the movie studio, is putting it, which it, this also looks like it's in the elite scale or something close to it. A figure of Zac Efron as Kevin Von Erich. It's going to come with a soft goods jacket. This is wild. We haven't had a lot of Kevin Von Erich figures over the years. You know, Mattel just put out that one great Legends figure a long time ago, which is really, really cool. And I'm glad I have that because that thing's expensive as hell nowadays on, on the secondary market. Um, Sheena, what's your thoughts on Zac Efron as the uh, as Kevin Von Erich? Well, I mean, Zac Efron as Kevin Von Erich. I still haven't seen the movie. I wanted to go see it whenever um, the kids were out of town and then we didn't do it. And now I'm like, damn it, we should have went and seen it. Um, but I'm, I'm here for Zac Efron as, the, um, as Ke- uh, Kevin Von Erich. But the figure... The you know it looks like he's in the dark order. I don't really love how it's posed in the in the box. Um, or maybe that maybe that's well, that's not, the Iron Claw. You know that's their signature. I right? know, but it's it just, was their it was their pose before it was the well, dark order. You know, pose. true, very true. Um, but yeah, it's um, I think it's cool, dude. I'm I'm I, I wish more companies would do more of this. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if A twenty four has ever um has ever put out figures before. I'm not I'm not super sharp on that, so I don't know what their quality is. What their factory they were excluded but it's got potential and if you look on the back of the box you can see they got the whole you know all yeah. the stars down there so maybe this you know yeah, i would yeah. encourage Carrie, kevin fritz david and mike yeah there's your buddy the uh the bear right there we're gonna talk about in a later segment um i love him. i uh yeah i'm i would encourage fans if you're on the fence go ahead and support it because that way we can see what else we get and we always love the random releases like this, man. Even regardless of how our thoughts are on the actual figures, it's always fun getting something like this, right? Yeah, I think it's cool, dude. I love it. All right, so one more random news item. This thing started popping up on eBay and some of the Funko groups and on Twitter. Everybody was like, what the hell? Is this some sort of custom or what? There is a UK, it looks to be a UK exclusive two-pack of Edge with the uh, World Heavyweight Championship and Kane from his one-day run as the WWF champion from back in 98 of two-pack Funkos, man. Like, 
what the hell is this two pack? Why do why are Edge and Kane in a two pack together? You're trying to apply logic to an illogical <laughs> situation here. I I don't know, dude. I don't know what the deal with the two pack. The, the figures are cool. I'm, the, I mean, the cane, the cane is really is awesome. awesome, dude. The edge is probably a slight upgrade off the one edge pop we had, just because it's always cool getting the Funkos with the belts. Yeah, the cane is fucking awesome. Prior yes. to this, the only cane we had was like a a modern day s cane figure that that came out uh i want to say like 2015 mm-hmm. um this is the classic cane everybody loves and he looks great with that that big eagle championship belt is it around double his long waist. sleeve that was he's got two sleeves on maybe i don't i, I don't know really if it's the double long sleeve or not it, it, looks I like think, his arm is black i think it there. should i think he was rocking the double the double long sleeves on that episode of um of raw because it was the the match the night before it was a match against steve austin it was a first blood match and it was yeah i think it is double long sleeves nice. it was remember that when he won that championship they kind of painted themselves in the corner it was a one day reign king of the ring 1998 they main evented after um undertaker yeah. and mankind's classic it was a first blood match which how the hell do you have a first blood match with a guy in a big with, yeah, leather mask yeah. and then kane had also put the stipulation in that if he lost he was going to set himself on fire <laughs> so just you know that was the most i know that's probably the most attitude era match they ever could have done um, but there was really no way for Kane to lose. So Stone Cold lost, and then the next night, you know, beats Kane clean as a sheet on Raw to get the belt back. So pretty cool. We had that little 24-hour reign uh, commemorating a Funko Pop. So the, if it wasn't for the Edge, I'd probably just write this off as a as a curiosity. But I mean, excuse me, if it wasn't for the Kane, I'd write it off as a curiosity. But that Kane is an absolute must-have mm-hmm. in the Funko collection, and the Edge is pretty cool too. So luckily, uh, another plug for to become a uh, premium Foley fan member at ChickFoley.com, two dollars a month uh phil dunnett one of our most beloved members lives over in the uk yeah for a while that he was hooking us up with those mainline elite chases like the common mustafa stuff like that and he's already got the drop on these he said basically everybody that wants one he's getting it for retail plus shipping from smith's over in the uk and uh sending them across the pond here so excited excited to get that here in a couple weeks it's gonna be awesome all right. Hopefully in a couple weeks. The mail system here is all, yeah, is all we'll messed see. up. We'll see. Lastly, something more conventional. We have three newly announced uh, Funko Pop store exclusives. So we're going to have Bloodline, Sami Zayn. Sami Zayn's first Funko. It's going to be exclusive to Funko.com. And then two Target exclusives. Exclusives. We got the Hurricane and we got Rikishi. Rikishi. Yeah, they look great. Cool. I mean, Hurricane is, I think that's that's awesome. Hurricane's yeah. awesome. Uh, Sammy's cool because you know we just got the Usos also, so we just need to get Solo Sokoa now. And we'll have the whole bloodline mm-hmm. in Funko form. Uh, the Rikishi was getting a lot of hate, man. What's what's your thoughts on that Rikishi Funko? I mean, I think it's really hard to capture Rikishi's body style. I, I don't know. They've done they've done oversized pops before. You know what I mean? Like they've never really done like the heavy set guys. That, like Vader was pretty pretty light on his feet. The Vader Funko pop yeah. also. Like we've never seen like a. Oh, Yokozuna he's, type Funko he, dude, Pop. He's, he's Keto Kishi. You know, how we, in, in our um, 2K19 uh, Chick-fil-A Rumble, we had a, a Keto Yoko because Yoko, Yoko was always really like slight looking in the in that game. And so, yeah, this is just Keto, keto Kishi. I, I think with that like square head where you can't the see anything. The square thing, head, yeah. I think it looks like Guy Fieri in a sarong. <laughs> oh, I don't know if he's. Gosh. I don't know if he's about to, you know, do the two cool dance or just take us to Flavortown. Dude, Flavortown. He's taking us to Flavortown. Oh, now I can't unsee it. Um, I, I heard Guy Fieri. I also heard Cody dressed up as Rikishi for Christmas. Like, <laughs> oh my God, that's the same Cody like hair. I yeah, think. yeah. If you didn't know, I'm sure he's got this. I, Funko always does a great job. Uh, so I'm sure he's got you know a, a nice ponytail and stuff on the back, but yeah, from the front it definitely looks like Cody is Rikishi for Christmas. Yeah, I mean the thing about the thing about those type of Funkos um, is like if you make them too 
heavy and too round, they're not going to stand up because they already yeah. have, they already have a hard time standing up. Um, I'm cool with Funkos. I don't I don't expect my Funkos to be 100 percent accurate, but I do think yeah. maybe they could experiment because I would absolutely love a Yokozuna Funko. Oh, Yoko, yes. They definitely need to change up how they uh, mm-hmm. the execution on it for sure. Yeah, I'm trying to think like what's the biggest like body style on a Funko that we've They've got. Done Andre, Andre, yeah, which, but, but, but he was just a oh, super sized pop. Yeah, I was going to say he's like still a, kind of the same form factor. Bam Bam, you know, Bam Bam had a little bit of a belly on him. Uh, Bader had a little bit of a barrel chest, but they weren't anything. Yeah. They didn't look. They didn't look. You know, they weren't in scale with their real lives, right? They look like very. They look like slightly puffed up versions of a regular. Pop. It, yeah, but it would just be so hard with the heads being so big. They would look like a little snowman or something. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it, I'm it sure would, it could be done. I don't know exactly what it would need to look like right now. I'm yeah. sure some the geniuses at Funko could figure out a cool way to do it though. But definitely adding all three of these to the collection. Yep. All right, and then we want to talk about two things that we added to our collection this week. So first off, we'll go our buddies over at uh, Palmart hooked us oh. up uh, with the Scott Hall. They had the whole Monday Night Wars line on there. Um, I think I grabbed one of the last Scott Halls because I know I got mine and I immediately posted the link in the, the Facebook group. Out. And yeah, I think maybe like one person got them and it was sold out. So this is Scott Hall from you know the famous May 1996 episode yeah. of monday nitro where he crashed you know the show yeah you don't know who know i am you don't here. know why i'm here you want a war you got it we've been this has been one of my most wanted figures for years um some issues with it this figure's definitely got some critiques online he's uh you know not quite as tall as some of the other scott hall razor ramon figures the yeah, he does look a little squat the ponytail head which he, he does not he doesn't have the ponytail head on moc which he had the ponytail when he came out that night and it's an older head scan it's not doesn't got all the true effects on the pony the ponytail head and then the biggest thing i think is the vest right yeah. the, ve- the, the the jeans look beautiful they, they got a nice the jeans yeah they got yeah, like a nice looks like, like denim like, yeah, and then the vest is just kinda... flat blue so i think if the vest would have had the same kind of finish as the jeans i think this would be two thumbs up but but as it is, man, it's got some issues. Luckily, uh, we are very close friends with Ivy's custom figgies. Ivan yep. Milanovic, absolute freaking artist. And this guy's about to take a flight up. You know, he just flew from Cali to Tennessee. And now he's about to fly from Tennessee up to Illinois uh, to to get some fix-ups on him and, and get him perfect. So I will say this, man. I was a little bit bummed once I saw people start getting this in hand. I think Alex West was the first person I saw that uh, that had this figure in hand. I was a little bit disappointed with it um seeing his pictures but once i had it and took it out of the box i didn't mind it as much like it's a little short but he's not like a midget like he's still i think he's gonna look fine on the shelf next to like that kevin nash is coming in series two and really really cool figure i think once we we get this is a much needed like you know had to have had to have this This could have been an ultimate edition honestly man like as much as this figure's been wanted so yeah we uh could have added the yeah like i said i think we add some dry brushing to that vest to give it a little bit of detail and depth i think it's going to be money yeah, agreed. I think the vest is really the only thing, like, you know, holding it back. I mean, obviously, besides the body issues you talked about. But, yeah, the vest, once it gets painted up, it's going to be money. All right. And other one just came in today, man. Again, you know, with our mail delay. Well, speaking of uh, freaking denim vest, dude, why don't we just give uh, Scott Hall here the one-man gang vest? <laughs> yeah, we got we got our zombie sailor toys, uh, wrestling heels and faces, one-man gang figure in. Shout out to Zombie. This was a change for him. This was the first figure that he's just had show up in stock, right? No no long wait or anything, dude. Like, he had them all go ahead and order it, and, and it shipped out within a week, man. So, uh, one-man gang hasn't had a ton of figures. We have Coming them in, in, uh, in Hasbro form. What's your thoughts, Sheen? I think it looks awesome. I think, um, you know, 
I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm hung up on this vest. I can't believe we're talking about two figures that have freaking <laughs> denim vests on right now. Um, well, I mean, one is mass produced for, you know, retail at Walmart where the other one's more <laughs> of like a boutique type figure. So yeah, we'll, we'll cut Mattel a little bit of slack, but yeah, I thought this one man gang, it looks outstanding. Uh, I'm really excited to, to get it unboxed and post it next to Akeem. You oh. know, we, we had Akeem way back in series one of the, um, of the Hasbro line. So it'll be neat seeing one man gang next to Akeem. Uh, if, if I had one minor, minor quibble, you know, he's got the sunglasses quibble. on, on the box art, no sunglasses. Yeah. I feel like, yeah, but I think I got enough extra Mattel sunglasses. I could probably find something that would work for him. I think, he, you know, you always think of one man gang with the glasses on, but mm-hmm. great figure, man. We're big fans of everything zombie does. Wait times are a little bit long. So if you're impatient, his figure line isn't for you, but I, I've never gotten something and been like, man, that wasn't even worth the wait. Like he, he always knocks it out of the park. Yeah. Looks good. Let's take a look at the back of it. Who always got on the back of the box? Who? What? What are you most excited for on the back there? We already, we already got the top two rows. Those bottom, those bottom two rows are everything yeah. we got coming up. Um, I love that bloody Matt Cardona, man. I know we just got that in the mm-hmm. the ringside bell to bell line. That bloody Matt Cardona looks awesome. Slick. Yeah, yeah, slick. We already got the Bastion Booger from this one. Yeah. Power and Glory, Hercules, Paul Roma, like really knocking it out of the park with some of these deep cut figures that he's given us. And the other crazy thing about. Uh, about zombie is that he's got Ron Rudat, the original artist from the Hasbro line working on these. So they're just yeah, super, uh, yeah, super authentic. So very cool. So I give that one two thumbs up. How about you, Sheen? Two thumbs up. All right. You ready to get into keeping it tranquilo? Oh yeah. El <laughs> All right, Keeping It Tranquilo is where we give you guys some outside-the-ring entertainment recommendations. We will let Sheena go first. So we just started, we're a little bit late to the game, but we just started um, a Hulu original series. It's called The Bear. It's about, um, it's got, uh, what's his name, Jeremy Allen. Uh, White. White, Jeremy AKA Allen. A.K.A. Carrie Von Eric. A.K.A. Carrie Von Eric, A.K.A. Lip. Um, it's got, uh, he's a chef and he comes back to run his family's, uh, his brother's restaurant in Chicago. And it's just, I mean, and he's like a, a world renowned chef and you know, it's just a lot of things that go on and he's trying to turn this like ragtag group of, um, you know, misfits into a, uh, a French brigade, you know, chef style. And, uh, it's, it's very, it's very entertaining and the I, show I, just feels alive man. it just it's yeah a, it's, it's a lot of heart to it and it just it just feels alive man yeah and i love i mean i i'm, I'm a restaurant chef fangirl i've always loved like you know the the culinary world so yeah i'm totally here for it love it you should definitely check it out it's on hulu yeah we're about halfway through season one really digging it um i got total total change in tone i'm going with the new season of true detective we've been big true detective fans since uh since season one with Woody Harrelson and Matthew McConaughey back mm-hmm. in 2014 skipped out on season two. You know, I think that that season was pretty much universally hated, like got panned by the critics did and, we not and watch the fans that? We did never watch even it. watched it. It was, the reviews were so bad. We didn't even watch it. Pick back up in season three, season three, they went back to the bayou with another, oh, yeah. you know, another yeah, creepy. A- yeah. The season two was like, it was set in LA and it was just almost a totally different tone. Season three, we were back in the bayou. It felt like a true sequel to season one. It was actually set in the same universe. They referenced stuff that happened in season mm-hmm, one. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, season four remains to be seen if there's any ties to the, the previous seasons, but it's been awesome so far. It's North Country. It's set up in Alaska during the long, dark winter. 
uh, I don't want to give away too much because it'll, you know, spoil the plot. Yeah. But if you like horror movies, this is very like, it's like if you combine like a murder mystery with a horror movie is the, yeah, they, the feeling so far. You and, know, um, the, the true detectives before have a much more like true crime, like, you know, feel like documentary. This has, there's some supernatural stuff going on here. That's kind of, uh, a, a change in tone, but I really enjoy it. Cause I love that kind of stuff. Um, it's not overdone. Yeah. It's done just enough to keep it like, creepy and it's used more just a like, little bit more yeah there's a yeah. little bit supernatural in season one and season three this definitely sprinkles a little bit more spooky dust on mm-hmm. it though so it's been cool so far and it's just you know, it's a different type of setting being up in alaska so jody hate, foster stars in it yeah uh, really really cool show so i hate that it's it um that we're, i hate watching shows when they're new because i love to binge and i love to just like you know watch two or three episodes this in is a night. traditional every it's hbo style they don't binge their stuff they, yes. drop, they drop once a week so it's only two episodes in right now so you got if you got max you got a chance to uh get caught to up catch and- up for next sunday and you know we maybe we can start doing a weekly true detective check-in <laughs> yeah my four deal listener mail yeah all right speaking of which do we have stuff in the mailbag for this week oh yeah Sheen, what's first? I think I said oh yeah like five times on this podcast. So sorry. Oh yeah, oh yeah has been Sheena's phrase of the night. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sorry if I've said oh yeah too much. Um Zach Hertzler says, anything special on the menu for Royal Rumble this weekend? I don't know. We did we did custom wings the last two weeks for NFL playoffs, and mm-hmm. my grandparents are gonna be in town. So we'll probably we, get like delivery or something. Yeah, I'm thinking we just keep it traditional and get so we did I think we did dominoes delivery last year for the rumble we may we may do the same or maybe we got a nice a, a nicer pizza place called olympic a little greek joint in town we may go get some olympic pizza this for year for the last few years we've had this dream of like cooking up like 30 different um you know like embouche what do you call them like one bites you know like little tasters you gotta take one every- yeah and you gotta take one every minute for like the 30 minutes of the rumble dude i'm like oh we need to execute that sometime and just have you know every minute you bring out a new a new little appetizer um what if you did what if you had 30 different shots dude and you had every time, every time the guy like made their entrance, shots? yeah, thirty oh different God. shots. Every be dead every time, time the guy makes his over. entrance, you got to start at least sipping it and working on it. And whenever they get eliminated, you got to just down it, dude. Oh my God! Again, I would be dead. Um, Brett Sharo says thoughts on the rumors of Okada being WWE bound. You think we see him in the Rumble? So they'd have to work out something special. I don't think his New Japan deal expires until um january 31st but i mean i wouldn't put it past nick Khan triple h mm-hmm. to work it out you know okada's mr new japan so i can't imagine if he went to him and said hey i really want to do this thing four days early they wouldn't give him the green light um i don't know man i'm kind of tied i'm kind of torn on where okada goes for those that don't know he's really the most accurate description is you know the roman reigns of japan yeah. that's really what he is man the way he's been presented the in-ring success he's had he had a long multi-year title reign also over there um I feel like in some ways he would never get his just due in WWE, but then I also feel like if he went to AW, he could kind of get lost in the shuffle mm-hmm. just because they have they have so many people that are kind of you know right at that main event level right there. Um, if I had to put money on it, I think he does end up WWE at least yeah. for a short run because he could always you know I'm sure being a lifelong wrestling fan, I'm sure he's always dreamed of being on WrestleMania. So you could bring him in for the Rumble and set up some you know set up a big dream match for him at mania so uh, you know for the fun of it i'll say yeah i say we see a surprise in the rumble with okada i don't know if we see him in the rumble but i definitely think we see okada and wwe um in 2024 uh brett Charles, favorite rumble of all time i really enjoyed the 2020 rumble and the 2005 and 6 rumbles uh which rumbles from the early years should i check out 
I'm going to go with you, Brett. The 2020 Rumble was so much fun. Um, Brock came in as the champion at the number one spot. Um, just awesome. Ended up with Drew dumping uh, Rome. He, he dumped Brock, and then uh, he ended up dumping Roman at the end to get his his moment to, you know, get to WrestleMania finally. And uh, obviously that was like one of the last live PLEs before the pandemic era kicked in. So, yeah, I'm, I'm going with the 2020 Rumble. For some older recommendations, man, I think anything from 89, 89, 90, 91, and 92 were all, you know, really damn good and entertaining. Just such colorful characters and gimmicks and stuff back then. With And, you know, 92 is widely regarded mm-hmm. as the greatest Rumble of all time. That's the one where Ric Flair wins to win the vacant WWF championship. My two favorites are the two that Brett, uh, you know, kind of won. 94, where he tied with Luger, and then 97, where he won it, but then got screwed over by Stone Cold um, to set up that big fatal four-way match the next month at In Your House. So 94 and 97 are my two favorites. Brett also oh, he, Brett um, mentioned the Netflix deal. We already went into detail on that, but thanks for the question, Brett. Um, Zach Hertzler, anyone want to see, uh, anyone you want to see as a, as a surprise entrant in the Rumble? Pick one female and one male. I'll do the female. I'll go Sasha. That's, I think Sasha. Um, I, I'd like to see Andrade back in, in awesome. WWE. Yeah. Um, so Sam Rosenthal, do you enjoy the surprise legends return? I've been, oops, sorry. I got my, my phone popped up. I've, uh, I've been thinking as much nostalgia. Let me start this question over again. The, the dough ball, <laughs> the dough ball's kicking in. No. Do you enjoy the surprise legends returns? I've been thinking as much nostalgic one is they kind of have no purpose in them. In the nineties, you didn't see 70 stars coming back out of the blue. Well, I think that's, I think that's totally different. We were familiar like, with the 70 stars yes, in the 90s. Exactly. Like, yeah. you know, you, when you, in the nineties, that's, they started building the nostalgia in the eighties. If you had then, somebody from like the, we would see people like Jimmy Snuka and stuff come back from the rumble, you know, they were early eighties. So yeah. yeah, I think you would still, it, but it, the nostalgia pop definitely wasn't as big a deal at that point. You're right on that. I, I don't but mind. We were in the early days of building nostalgia. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, uh, I agree. There's really not much point to them other than just being fun, but it's 30 people in the rumble, man. You got to have at least one dude. So I, I do, I I'm in favor of having one or two fun nostalgia pops each rumble. I especially like when they tie it into wherever the rumble is going to be at that year too. Yeah, I agree. I I mean, I can, I can be with them or without them. I don't, I don't miss them when they're not there. Um, but I, I do want there to be a surprise, whether it's a legend or, or not. I want there to be a surprise in the Rumble. When you have a Rumble that goes through and like there's like no – didn't Natty come out at like number 30 one Last year? Last year there was almost no surprises in the Rumble. Yeah, and Last I was year just we like, were all hyped up for our first hell? Triple H Rumble and it was almost no surprises. Yeah, so um, yeah, I want there to be I want there to be something, whether it's a legend That's or not. That's one good thing for this year is that there have been almost nobody announced for the Rumble matches. We, yeah, we had that. Very, yeah, it's only uh, – only a handful of people in each match announced, so we should have. You know, there's definitely room for a ton of surprises, whether they deliver or not, will remain to be seen. Sam also says, "Do you prefer the no glamorous entrance stage for these big shows? I miss the unique stages." Oh yeah, we talked about that a bunch, man. That's probably the biggest casualty of the, you know, basically the death of pay per view when they went to the WWE Network model, where mm-hmm. everybody's getting these these pay per views basically for free. That's really when you stop seeing the unique stages mm-hmm. for each event. I, I, I totally miss that man. Go back and watch some mid nineties WCW for as much stuff as they jacked up. They always had really great, unique pay-per-view stages. Oh yeah. Um, Tony Barker said, would you, would you have liked to seen the world heavyweight title vacated and put up, uh, and put up in the actual rumble if Seth can't go until Mania. I think even no. Seth he couldn't have gone. Yeah, I wouldn't yeah. like that either. I would do something more creative storyline wise. Yeah, and I mean, I think um, 
Um, well, no, I think he says if he can't go until Mania, so like the four the four months. I think instead, oh, instead well, either of, way, yeah, we I, I don't like the idea. Yeah, I don't like the idea. I think I, I mean one, I don't think it's fair that we're like, oh, Roman never has to defend his title, and then we're like, oh, Seth can't defend his title for four months. Like, get that mother effer out of here, you know? Like, um, I think no, I'm glad I'm glad they made the decision not to vacate, regardless. Um, so. Tony also says, as of this writing, only seven men and four women have been announced for the Rumble Rumbles, respectively. Do you prefer more names being announced, or do you like more potential for surprises? I like yeah. more potential for surprises. Same. Yeah, I mean, we just talked about that. Yeah, the less the less you know, the better. The less you know, the better. I'm here for the less you know. Um, Tony Barker also says, what is the greatest elimination in Rumble history, and why is it Gene Snitsky sending Paul London for a flip? <laughs> I'll go 94 rumble with Lex and Brett tie man. Yeah. That was Brett even talked Pretty about iconic. it in his book. What a great job Lex did of executing that perfectly. I mean, that's really tough. I mean, yeah. they, they always could have sold a us a million that it ways was a, that could have been effed up. Yeah. They could have sold us that it was a tie and just not shown us the close camera angle. Mm-hmm. But to this day, dude, if you go back and watch like they, the slow motion replays, like Brett and Lex really did that perfect. And those feet hit at the exact same time. Yeah. Speaking of close camera angles, I'm going to go with 95, uh, Shawn Michaels flip, you know, Bulldogs in uh, the HBK over the freaking ropes and HBK hanging onto the top rope, letting one foot hit, like barely swiping, you know, above the floor. The with, floor could feel the wind off his foot. <laughs> the floor could sure. feel the wind off the foot. Um, you know, Bulldogs music hits, he's on the top rope. HBK, you know, skins the cat back over the freaking top rope and, you know, eliminates Bulldog. Uh, you know, just. Uh, absolute atrocity for bulldog i still think bulldog got screwed man the fact we watched that back right before uh the show just to kind of refresh our memory make sure there was nothing we misremembered and because i was thinking like dude it always bugged me that they played bulldog's music yeah that was bulldog had yeah now in against bulldog the bell never rang never rang but for all intents and purposes, it looked like Sean was eliminated, and they started playing his music from the backstage area. So, and he was a little wind. I mean, they came in one and two, and they He's made it tired. all the way to the end of the rumble. So, I mean, yeah. you can't blame Bulldog. The yeah. fact that you played his music, he never would have been up on the second rope celebrating if they wouldn't, have, you know, if they wouldn't have played it and stuff. And then Sean just comes in and eliminates him, man. Like, I think, I think he was at least owed like a match on Raw to determine who goes to who goes to Mania to face Diesel for the championship that year. I just, you know, it wasn't fair to, you know, and just another example of Sean going over Bulldog, one of the most one-sided rivalries in the history of WWE. It didn't matter whether Bulldog was a face or a heel, whether it's for the Intercontinental title, the world title, or the, the European title, Sean always went over Bulldog. We have a new, um, a new person, a new name in the mailbag that I don't think I've ever seen before. Uh, Jordan Wells has a question. Fig God. <laughs> the Fig God, Jordan Wells. He says, longtime listener, first time caller. Why do wrestling companies continue to push nostalgia acts like they're anything more than a part-time fix? I'll hang up and listen. I don't know who, who, which nostalgia act is getting pushed like it's more than a part-time fix right now. Um, I don't know. I, mean, I don't either. I, I think you need, you need to write back in a lot. What's some of the comments? He's got two replies there. What did the replies say? Um, well, oh, you got a screenshot. I, I screenshot it, but we can, we can pull up and see what, what it is. I'm trying to think, man. Like, I don't really know what part-timers are getting nostalgia acts. I mean... Somebody said money. Brett, yeah, Sam Sam Rosenthal said money. Brett Charles said, "I've also wondered uh, one of this. Like, I, I get it. It's money. Oh, I, I mean, mean, for now, let it cook, dude. The Rock came out and had one line in a uh, promo. Like, there's a very good chance that The Rock actually helps Cody also, win the championship at Mania. Let's let's reel it in a little bit here. The Rock is more than 
a nostalgia act. The Rock is a global icon. And like, you know, we say global icon in WWE, like, true like global icon. he's a true global icon. Like uh, he's a, he's a household name. Like people who have never watched a day of wrestling in their life know who the rock is. Um, so I, I would, I would think calling him a nostalgia act is a little bit of a reach. So, I mean, if, if we're referring to the rock here, you may not be referring to the rock, big God, but if you are, um, I think, I think uh part-time act is, is a little, um, Maybe he's talking about Sting and AEW, which if he is, I think <laughs> Sting. I think Sting's been great in yeah. AEW. Yeah. So I don't know, man. We need you to elaborate. What? Be specific, man. No, no sneak dissing. No subliminals. Who? What nostalgia act are you talking about? That's getting pushed too much right now. Sam Rosenthal said, uh, "Why do you think they can't leave the countdown on the whole Rumble? They only do like the last ten seconds." <laughs> and um, and, and uh, Brett gave him the exact answer that I was going to give him. It's, um, it's the, the countdown's kayfabe. Man. Yeah, the ca- the countdown's kayfabe. Like it's, we timed you know, it out before. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's generally around a minute and a half, but sometimes it'll be as little as a little minute. Longer, yeah. Sometimes it'll go two and a half minutes, depending on what's happening in the ring. So. Yeah. So yeah, th- there's no way that they would be able to like shoot the shoot the timer. But um, Johnny JB, do you think The Rock is going to main event WrestleMania? Not if, this WrestleMania. I think Mania 41, man. Yeah. I think we're going to get that year long build, dude. I think it's going to be. I think Mania 41, he main events though. Johnny also said, "How awesome does WWE 2K24 look? Are you going to grab a copy? And which version are you getting?" You already know I'm getting the, He's the, getting the icon, premium. Forty years yeah. of WrestleMania, dude. One exciting thing to note about that is it that, the girls on that one or Cody? No, the girl Cody's on the base one. The girls run the deluxe, and then the icon edition is that forty years of WrestleMania with oh, Brett, yeah. Austin, Undertaker, yeah, 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 everybody. Yeah. So, yeah, definitely getting that one. One exciting tidbit that I haven't seen getting a ton of play in the uh, the figure world. Macho Man is back in the game, which leads me to believe that Macho Man is back under contract, and hopefully we can get the ball rolling and get that uh, that canceled Ultimate Edition figure back out. But yeah, Macho Man, not only is he in the game, he's in the game to the point where he's one of the pre-order bonuses, man. So it's like, you know, he's a hyped up part of the game. All right, last question from the Hidden Gym, Matt Carlos. If it's not too late, which wrestler had the most ill-timed injury before WrestleMania? Um... I would say Seth Rollins, um, you know, when he got injured after his, uh, you know, cashing in, carried the title all through that year and then um, got, you know, re-injured himself and uh, was out for that. What was it? Mania? Mania 32. Mania 30. Yeah. Because, yeah, he cashed in at 31. So Mania 32. Eight months as champ and then got hurt. Yeah. And arguably, like, I mean, he was he was just on such an excellent run. I mean, I know, like. Um, Seth clued me in, you know, like he was going to drop the title anyway. He's so it's about not two like weeks away from losing that belt to Roman. Yeah. But at the same time, like, I just, I hate that he had to miss that because that was his first big mania after, um, I mean, he got, he got defeated in his match at mania 31 by Randy Orton. Then he obviously cashed in, won the, won the title. And he was so excellent as Mr. Money in the bank. He was an excellent champion. Um, and I just hate that he got injured before his, uh, the follow-up mania. See, I, I disagree with that one, man, just because obviously I think it was uh, it was a devastating injury physically, right? For as, as a shoot, it was a horrible injury. In kayfabe, I think it actually kind of benefited Seth, dude, because he never had to drop the belt. He got to just go out yeah. as the fighting champ. He finished that match against Kane on a blown-out knee. He um, he hit that power bomb on Kane through the table, then hit the pedigree to win. He got this amazing, amazing WWE 24 documentary, which we still go back and watch that sometimes, man. Mm-hmm. I would encourage you, if you haven't seen that, watch WWE 24 Seth I think Rollins. that's why I remember it so vividly, because he was so just like, you know, just in horrible Showed the spirits. shots of him at the luxury box. Yeah, yeah. And just, and yeah. The thing was, man, so he got to go out on top. Um, 
and then he got the hyped up return, right? Looks like the biggest baby face in the world on this documentary. Comes back and attacks Roman. And then his first match back, Money in the Bank 2016, puts on an absolute banger with Roman and mm-hmm. beats him clean as a sheet, which to this day is still pretty rare, man. It's only a few people that can then say got they got... Dean, like, since and then Dean cashed later, in. Yeah. yeah, but still, that made it that much better, dude. So Seth really kind of got out of his first... He was a two-time champ who never really lost the belt. Um, and then it ultimately led to him getting his babyface run, which lasted about four years. So yeah. I think it as definitely much adds as it to the sucked, Seth Rollins lore. Yeah, yeah, agreed. And he's, you know, for the last five years now, he's been able to go back to selling his knee anytime he wants to in a big match. And <laughs> True. I don't know. For, for a while there, he was dependent on the ribs. Remember? He yeah. Had... We had the ribs for a little bit in 2019. But yeah. Is that it? We got any more? Or is that it for that the is the, That is it for the mailbag today. All right. So that's a wrap for this episode of the Chick Foley Show. I want to thank, uh, you know, all the listeners, as always, we're, we're humbled by all the support that we get. Uh, and thanks for everybody that chimed in on the mailbag, asking us questions. Can't wait for the rumble this week and it's going to be great. We'll be back next week with our thoughts on, on all the fallout from the Royal rumble. Um, want to remind you guys use code Chick Foley to save 10% at ringside collectibles and hit up the, uh, the premium Foley fam at Chick two bucks a month. I promise you it'll be worth it. Uh, Sheen hit us with some closing thoughts and we'll get out of here this week. Let's get ready to rumble. <laughs>